Greetings, Earthlings, and welcome to your weekly dose of newsy infotainment. It's Let's Be Treasonable, coming to you from various places in and around Los Angeles, including Treasonable Studios, with your cognitive dissidents on the panel this week. He is a comedian, actor, raconteur, juggler of words and objects, fresh off the release of his debut comedy album a little off the top of my head always a pleasure to introduce mr jim coughlin welcome sir oh thank you i am so excited to be here this week and it's going to be a great day (laughs) so convincing uh thank you thank you for that that uh jolt of optimism what you're bringing to the table loving it Well, thank you. Thank you for being here, Jim. Our next panelist is a comedian who is originally from San Francisco. He toured for a decade and is now a writer and a commercial and film actor in Los Angeles. Always great to have him back on the panel. Jeffrey Scott Hendrick, welcome, sir. Thank you, sir. Uh, Always good to be uh, back here, uh, wherever here happens to be in (laughs) Skype Zoom land. (laughs) Yeah, you know, it's funny. Obviously... You know, like every other show, or at least the the sane ones, we've been doing this via Skype. You know, we've tried other uh, interfaces, uh, you know, Facebook Messenger, Zoom. This works best. But it still doesn't sound as good as having everyone in the same room. It it's, doesn't have that same energy. And I I wonder, you know, now that we're kind of on the downswing, once we are all fully vaccinated and able and willing to to go into other people's homes and and small spaces is it going to be like pulling teeth to get people to come into the studio like oh, i don't want to drive no, and park no, and no. i imagine it would i would love to be in a studio with three other people after a year and a half of not hanging out with people yeah well sure. you just you just got your invite so <laughs> Besides, I have been dying to know what the transit map behind you says. So I want to go to your apartment so I can see it. Oh, right on. Well, uh, spoiler alert, it is uh, the Chicago, uh, the CTA elevated train map, uh, the the L. Fun story behind it, but uh, I got to plead the fifth on that. So uh, we'll we'll talk later. No, nothing, nothing that serious, but just one of those things like... You know, I'm, I'm gone with that map. It it may have found its way into my jacket one evening, uh, but I, 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 I'm not, I'm not a, uh, you know, a a January 6th insurrectionist. So I don't want to just go on tape recording myself, uh, talking about potential crimes that I may have committed. Yeah. So we're we're we'll we'll talk about that later getting on with the panel as always we are joined by comedian scholar and the black voice of reason always a pleasure to introduce mr time and ship welcome sir uh, power to the people good to be here dave and out with the boys. Yes, sir. Out with the boys. <laughs> Always good. <laughs> the the Proud Boys, or you you whipping them out? Uh, what's what's uh, going on? Well, you know, it's just, no, not Proud Boys. You guys aren't into all that. No, know, no, no. We're human. Yeah, that's right. 
You don't have time to burn burn crosses and all that good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Any any actual pride that uh, we feel, and I, I I feel comfortable speaking uh, for for both Jim and and Jeff uh, that uh, we they are actually things that one should be proud of. Um, yeah. So uh, they're not allowed to masturbate. Did you know that? Uh, well, it's, you know, odd because they are such a bunch of jerk offs. Uh, so you would think they're not allowed. Hi. Now that you've said that time and I'm going to rescind my application. (laughs) (laughs) They told them they didn't want to do it. They want to be, they want to be ready. They said, you got to get it all built up to build that anger. They say if you, you they say if you bust a nut, you're done. You can't you can't play. Well, it's the same idea with boxers, though, isn't it? You don't no fight, no 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 fooling around before fight night. I don't know. That, 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 I think that was an old, um, it, it, old it, it, uh, some folklore. Some folklore it, it, to that. It was definitely common not to have sex, and I'll say that Bob Beeman violated that rule in 1968 at the Mexico Olympics. Did the rule complain? Uh, when it was did the rule complain when it was violated <laughs> yes and he jumped the furthest anybody had ever jumped almost two feet further than anybody else ever had jumped and he was Man, a boxer because <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> i mean jumped two feet further than anyone i'm 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 no right. you know boxing <laughs> trainer but i i don't see a lot of of need for being able to jump two feet further while in the boxing ring, but I can see where it would be helpful. Uh, yes, it might be. Might be. I'm guessing. So Beeman was track and field, not a not a yes. boxer. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, Is this what you're telling me? <laughs> well, it's it's not so much that it's it's my my love of mangling the language. Normally. I, I prefer to do it in the realm of food. If, if I see a headline or can make a joke about someone eating something they're not supposed to, I will do that because that to me is one of the, I don't know. It's just, it's hilarious. Uh, I see a lot of Norm Crosby in your childhood. <laughs> I, I will admit that there were a lot of late nights uh, watching the comedy shop on, on channel 32 uh, right. is Norm Crosby's comedy shop, the, the Kenny Everett video show imported from England. That was, yeah, there was a, there was a lot of like crazy stuff. We, for, for, uh, folks who grew up with, you know, three networks in the UHF, uh, we, I, I think I, I did pretty good at, uh, well, finding pop culture to soak in. PBS was the saving grace. You had three networks and then PBS is where I, I fell in love with Python. Yep. First time I saw Ernie Kovacs was on PBS, you know? And the first time you see Ernie Kovacs, you go, oh, that's where SNL got half its shit. <laughs> <laughs> Holy cow, that guy was a genius way ahead of his time. Yeah, well, SNL got half their shit, and then it took Michael O'Donohue to make it really fucking dark. So, <laughs> <laughs> ah, the, the good old days. But yeah, uh, PBS Sunday nights, uh, Doctor Who, Monty Python, then... Tell your parents you're going to bed and listen to Doctor Demento uh, on the on the transistor radio under the sheets. You know, wake up Monday morning. That's see, that's I I am kind of convinced, and I haven't really put a lot of thought into it. So this is just a, a little just off the top of my head. But 
before it was, you know, before Garfield made it popular to hate Mondays, (laughs) I mean, Mondays did suck, but if you like, if your last thing on Sunday night was good, cheap British sci-fi, hilarious British humor, and then weird songs, how can you not wake up with a smile on Monday? Oh, no, you're rolling it. You're rolling into Monday laughing. Yeah. I mean that, and just the, the general naivete of being, you know, 10, um, yeah. Jim, <laughs> you're altering reality, Jim. It's terrifying. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> that's, that's so cool. looking. Very Dr. Strange. This is, I'm digging this. Oh, uh, you I'm know, back. I'm back. That's well, welcome back. I, I, feel not because you just left for a moment, but because I've just neglected to do so thus far. Uh, I should probably introduce myself. Me, I'm Dr. David Robinson. I am your Vin Scully for the impending apocalypse. And aside from our misspent youths and pop culture drops, there is plenty to talk about this week. But first, a message from our sponsors at Community Spread. It's morning in America. And people are waking up to the great taste of community spread. I kind of want toast, but it can be so boring. Butter, margarine, jams, jellies. I want something new. Here, try this. It's community spread. But you've already taken a bite out of it. What are you, smooth down there? Try it. Whoa, that's sick. But what's in it? What's in community spread? We're still waiting for the CDC to let us know. Well, it's deli- Wait, did he just say the CDC? That's right. Community spread. Available at... Actually, I don't know where I got it. No, but seriously, back to that CDC thing. And it's not just for toast. Pancakes, waffles, sandwiches... Why, there's no telling where it'll show up. Community spread isn't recommended for older adults or people with chronic health conditions. Stop using community spread if you've experienced difficulty breathing or shortness of breath, persistent pain or pressure in the chest, bluish lips or face, new confusion, or an inability to arouse. Community spread. From the folks who brought you, I can't believe I'm not better. It's the toast-topping sensation that's sweeping the nation, and there's nothing you can do about it. And new from the makers of Community Spread, it's Unmitigated Spread Variants. If you barely acknowledged Community Spread before, try Unmitigated Spread Variants. The UK variant goes great with period dramas and tea with milk in it. The California variant, made with avocados from Mexico. And the Brazilian variant that goes down so smooth it's like there's nothing there. Unmitigated Spread Variants. It's time for another peak. And it is the 12th Saturday of the new year, being the 20th of March. That also means it is National Ravioli Day, National Corn Dog Day, National Proposal Day. Probably best not to celebrate all three of those at once. And it is also the Vernal Equinox, which, from what I hear from the people who live in Vern, uh, much better than the Vernal 24-hour fitness. So uh, there you go. It is. It's happy first day of spring, gentlemen. You know, yes. I, I, yeah, yeah. I, I like any uh, chance you can have to throw in the word Vernal, which uh, along with autumnal. I mean, come on, what great words. <laughs> well, really, uh, like only once a year on on either yeah. of those. Yeah. And, and as far as uh, Timon being uh, uh, an East St. Louisan um, and me being a St. Louisan and, and David, you live there, right? Well, I lived in Columbia. I, I oh, never lived never, in either St. Louis. In St. Louis. Okay. 
I, anyway, I, I would frequent St. Louis to go see rock bands. Sure, sure. So, well, you know, ravioli. I mean, <laughs> if only it was toasted ravioli day. Uh, let, let's get to it. Let's get to it, Jeff. Have you ever had toasted ravioli? I have. I'm going to go one better, Jim. Let's put the ravioli with the corn dog on a stick. County fair food for all my friends. What everything's about, on a stick and everything's deep fried. I'm liking That's this. Beautiful. What about what about a ravioli rather than and I have issues with like you know I was I was mentioning earlier <laughs> that uh, we are we are proud of things that one should be proud of. Uh, Jim, I may have to go back on that. <laughs> No, toasted ravioli. I've always had an issue with this. And I mean, I am I am someone No, it's good. Not with the food itself. It's fine. It's it's tasty like as someone who has been known to imbibe or consume uh, marijuana type products, anything that is deep fried with something good inside it, I'm I'm all for. But it's the thing of like, you know, taking like all right, uh, you guys Taking pride in the foods of your area. Well, yeah. I mean like the, the pecan pies that I made, uh, last week, that's like, okay. it's a pecan pie with a ginger snap crumb crust, something that I, I came up with, which like turned out way better than I thought it would. And so that is something that like, I would take pride in deep fried ravioli. <laughs> I'm I'm just saying it's it's good. It's it's just not, you know, it's kind of like when, the, when the, you attack my people, <laughs> you know, you have to expect a, a backlash. I sure. There's sure, absolutely. There's probably be letters from St. Louis and I mean, what is next, Dave? A gooey butter cake under attack? No, no, big fan. And I will totally give St. Louis props for the for the gooey butter cake. Uh, something else I, I enjoy making that, see, that's the thing. You got gooey butter cake. Why are you so fucking proud of, of the toasted wrap? Like, take pride in the really good thing that you make. Ravioli. <laughs> you got, it's like a, it's the original turducken. You've got your cheese, then you've got a pasta, then you've got breading that's fried. So, I mean, it's multi-layered. Let me, let me tell you like just a, a, a little story here that, that I think is, it, it's a good parallel. And I mentioned the pies. So normally when I make uh, my, my pecan pie, I wind up with like a little more filling than I have pie crusts. So, sure. you know, what, what do you do with that? Well, so years ago, I may or may have not been a little high when I thought of this, but uh, I'm a big fan of, of the, uh, the, the tube rolls, you know, when you, when you buy the tube of dough or like the crescent rolls that, you know, pop it open, roll them out. So I was thinking like, Whoa, what if I take like a, a, a tin, a tube of, of cinnamon rolls and I flatten them out and I put them in a muffin tin and then I, like use the extra pecan pie filling and, and fill that up. And Oh, what the hell? I got some extra pecans. I'll throw those in there. Holy shit. I, if there is a Nobel prize for stoner chow, I am about to win it. This is going to be fucking amazing. And I made them and 
while they truly were amazing, rather than being some new frontier in stoner culinary skills, uh, basically, I just made pecan rolls. So it's it's the thing of like, they're good, and I'll still like make that, you know, when when I like the the day after making pies, you know, and it's all right, okay, we need to change up the sweetness. But if I was like going around, like bragging on it all the time, like, Oh no, you got to do this. This is the most amazing thing. And like, I would imagine other people would go like, dude, they're, they're pecan rolls. I mean, they're, they're yeah. good, but they're, they're yeah, pecan rolls. And that's, here? well, are that's just, that's that? how I feel. David is attacking <laughs> our way of life. I, as, as a member of the TGI Fridays coalition, I am actually going to file suit against the doctor. After <laughs> hey, I'm not, I'm you not know. dissing him. I'm just saying it. Okay. I, it's, I don't understand. Giuseppe I don't Garibaldi. understand the pride. Giuseppe Garibaldi was an immigrant to St. Louis. He had made, he had prepared some ravioli. He put it on a high shelf. Now he was going to bread some fish later. He had the, he had the flour and as it happened, it tumbled down, fell into the powder and into the frying pan with the oil going. Okay. Wait a minute. Now, now you expect me to believe, uh, you know, and I'm all about the myths behind foodstuffs, but the, he had like some sort of Rube Goldberg kitchen where the ravioli falls off yes. of the shelf into the breading and then out of the breading into the pan. Yes. Yeah, because see, so what happened was he was a very tall man, <laughs> but a uh, very skinny and he could not afford, he, 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 he could not afford a very large kitchen. In fact, he had converted a back office to the kitchen, and it was very, it was, it was very vertical, very vertical. So that's why he had, you know, multiple layers of food. Multiple layers, and, uh, and that's how it happened. Yeah. And that was the invention of the toasted ravioli. And St. Louisans at birth. Uh, well, first year many are school, also also the results of accidents. <laughs> Well, in that case, Giuseppe Garibaldi did accidentally impregnate his wife when she fell off a shelf. Yes. Well, yeah. she, they had did bunk you? beds, and she fell. There wasn't any hot oil involved in this process. No, Not the first time. Okay. Gradually, they worked it in. Yeah. Oh. oh, man. I'm, uh, I'm more than pleased to be part of this Giuseppe Garibaldi uh, a thon at this yeah. point. Yeah. Well, it, you know, certainly beats talking about white people and hate crimes. But the more yeah. you know. Do, 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 do. <laughs> well, uh, as as I was saying, we were talking about the uh, the the 24-hour fitness, and that's that's a number. And as long as we're talking numbers, Timpani. we've got 540,717 Americans dead from the coronavirus and 29,753,600 confirmed cases with about 77.2 million people having gotten having gotten at least one dose of the vaccine with about 41.9 million of them fully vaccinated. Uh, and actually, Jim, this is something I actually wanted to ask you about with your, uh, love of 
the minutia of facts. Something I'm curious about, and I could look this up, but I figured, oh, well, Jim's going to be on the show. He may actually just know this off the top of his head. But President Biden set out with a goal of administering 100 million vaccines in his first 100 days. And he's he achieved that at 59 days. So ahead wow. of the curve. But, and I'm getting my figures from the New York Times here, and they even mentioned that he had achieved that goal in 59 days in the same article info list thing where it said that we've got uh, 77.2 million people who've gotten at least one dose. So are, do, do you know what accounts for that discrepancy? Is it that he's that we've delivered 100 million doses? That's a, yeah, this is a good question. And uh, I could tell you what Giuseppe Garibaldi's <laughs> thoughts would be on the matter. <laughs> but, um, but he's dead. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, he had a saying, which was 75% is almost 100. <laughs> um, he was raised by Jews. I, I think he was an Italian immigrant, but sometimes he had a slight Jewish accent when I was quoting him. Anyway... Um, no, I, you know what? I don't know. Uh, what did uh, Biden promise? He, uh, let's see. 100 million vaccines. In, in arms. In, in arms. The first 100 days. Yeah. And that's either, and I think maybe the discrepancy might come from uh, first and second doses sort of being lumped together <laughs> in one big number. Well, I think. Uh, well, I maybe they hadn't reached it. Maybe he hasn't actually reached the 100 in 100 days. Maybe he will reach it in 59 days. Well, we're already, I mean, we're 59 we're days. Yeah. In, yeah. yeah. So anyway, something something to think about. But either way, we are certainly doing a lot better uh, with a, a government and an administration that's uh, more inclined to, how would you say, uh, attack the virus and eliminate it uh, versus engaged in the fight which yeah. last administration wasn't all that much i thought yeah exactly where did you see the lower number of 70 some new york times and if you google americans dead from coronavirus and it'll bring up a chart and sources you know it cites the sources the new york times uh and so you click on that new york times and it'll take you to the page uh with the new york times graphs figures charts things but hey, it's uh, it is it is a. I mean, Joe, I, I believe. I was going to say that. Um, you know, what did they ex expect? Uh, old Joe is. Uh, I mean, pretty much this is all Trump had to do. I mean, he got him to get out there and make the get out there and get the vaccine faster. They did it, but the problem was he didn't have a plan. He was just out to, you know. And now Joe just walks in and tells you, "I'm going to get a hundred. Hundred million and a hundred, you know, an arm, and you know the guy's looking like a saint. And I just, I just signed off on a one point nine trillion dollars. Going to put money in the lowest anybody under seventy five thousand. Going to get fourteen hundred bucks in their pocket. You know, I'm going to help out small businesses. I'm going to do everything that I can. And he also has an inspector general to watch where the fucking money's going, which Trump yeah. fired this guy. So you know, you put someone to make sure that. The money is distributed well. You know, 
Are there going to be some hiccups? Sure there are. But guess what? The guy's looking like a saint. Some people said, oh, he's a sleepy Joe. I don't care if he's a blind Stevie Wonder. Motherfucker, he's doing what he's supposed to be doing. Okay? Well, and, and that's he's making it look easy. That's one of the things. You know, you said Trump didn't have a plan. It's If it were just that he didn't have a plan. I feel like I'm getting ready for, for Passover next week. You know, if, if he only did this, it would have been enough. Uh, but right. that's, that's the thing. If, if Trump had just like gone in without a plan, that would have been bad enough. But not only did he not have a plan, he was actively working against efforts to mitigate the spread of the disease. Yeah, you know, he true. made fun of that's masks. True. He, you know, we got to open businesses up while well, there's, you know, there's a pandemic. We got to, you know, so not having a plan bad enough, not having a plan and advocating for the spread of the disease right. and much worse. On the scientists. He shitted on the science. I mean, he destroyed, I didn't say destroyed, but he pretty much, he fucked up the CDC, the most respected fuck of, of, you know, our, uh, uh, what do we got, our uh, infectious disease control that we have in the world, on top of everything from medical, this guy goes in and shuts down the CDC just to put his own message out, which was wrong. And yeah. now they're... Yeah, but the important thing is it made him look good. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Well, now we're finding out he's not looking good because they, uh, the investigation that was done, I don't know if you watched Rachel Maddow, they went in and then found that Radcliffe and O'Brien were notoriously for uh, putting make up this message and then put the CDC's imprint on top saying that the CDC said it, and they didn't. And they were constantly doing this, and the woman who's supposed to put the information out, they shut her down. They said, oh, no, you're not going to know. They don't, you don't need to know that. We'll, we'll change that. And then you brought, who's the jackass who was the radiologist that they brought in? Oh, Jesus. Um, what was it? What, you haven't heard shit from his ass. You see, he's went totally underground. You know, I got into a debate with someone trying to tell me how well Amorosa was doing. He said, well, you know, Amorosa. I said, why don't you read her book? There you go, going against black women. You're not reading a black woman's book. And I, I said, I read a lot of black women's books, but there's nothing Amorosa can say to me. I mean, I didn't even know who the fuck she was for the apprentice. <laughs> and, she dated, and she dated the dude from Green Mile that passed away. Michael Clark Duncan? Yeah, yeah. That's the, yeah she was married to him. Wow, I had no idea. Yeah. yeah. She yeah, killed but... <laughs> She broke his heart. <laughs> oh, oh, uh, so oh, guy's heart, man. ouch! He was. Yeah. I worked on the file. He's a. He was a sweet guy to work with. He was yeah. a good egg, as my granny would say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm tired, yeah. boss. Don't want to yeah. be boss. Got to go. I'm tired, boss. Yeah, I'm yeah. tired, boss. Um, on the vaccinations, you ready? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, New York Times was quoting the CDC. So there's always a possibility. On the one hand, that the CDC is compiling reports slower than they're received at another level. But anyway, the it's 121 uh, total vaccine doses that have been administered. Okay. 121 million. Yes, doses. <laughs> so 79 million people have gotten at least one dose. 43 million have gotten have are fully vaccinated. Okay. So somehow you do all the math. 
So 100 million people are not fully vaccinated or even even 100 million people haven't received one dose. 79 million have. But so you they're counting in the cases they must be counting a person getting two shots as two. Yeah. For that, that makes sense. For that oh, okay. Gotcha. So there we go. There's overlap. Yeah. That that explains so much. Yeah, still I think still light years ahead of what the last administration would have been able they to do. They were literally doing nothing. Well, they and- they ordered 200 million doses and then shipped some of them to governors and said, "Here you go." Yeah. Yeah. Maga. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. You know, there was there was no distribution plan at all. It was just make sure that you can funnel enough money to Moderna and Pfizer so they can ramp up. But then once they were actual little vials, well, now what are we going to do with them? Yeah. yeah, it was. Well, I and I think effort. You know, Trump and and uh, his his fans in in the fake news sphere uh, on you know Fox and and Onanism Network or whatever they're called. Uh, <laughs> Nice. Thank you. They're complaining that Trump isn't getting any credit for for getting the ball rolling. And so I I for one uh and really this is this is on the American people and the voters. I so I should thank them for getting Trump out of the way. And you can't really even give him credit for leaving gracefully or or anything like that. But um <laughs> For for eventually uh, admitting the fact, if not in word, then in deed. Uh, so thank you, uh, Donald Trump, for, for leaving the White House so we could actually get competent people in there to to help bring an end to all this. This I, I had a boss like way back in the day, uh, back in Missouri. It was my first commercial radio job. And I let's just say I wasn't a big fan of his. Uh, but after uh, I got fired uh, from that radio station, which you know, not not the first time uh, someone brilliant in their field has has been thrown out by lesser minds. But I, I wound up going and working at another radio station in uh, Champaign, Illinois, then moved to Chicago, and ultimately moved out here to L.A. Uh, when I was offered a job as one of Hugh Hefner's assistants, because that's a pretty good reason to move to LA. But I went back to Missouri after that. And this guy was trying to take all the credit, like for, Hey, you know, it's, you never would have gotten a job at the playboy mansion if I hadn't fired you. (laughs) It's like, Uh, yeah, that's, that's not how this works, man. Uh, and I feel like that's when, when Trump's like, Oh, I should be getting credit. It's like, no, no, you shouldn't. Got, well, it didn't help that he took it. He, he got his shot in private. He wouldn't even show yeah. getting a shot. Him yeah. And Melania, I mean, him and Melania, they talked all this shit about a vaccine and then he's going to go get, get his shot in private. Now we got all these morons who are, you know, these uh, white Republican uh, evangelical, whatever they are, saying they're not going to take the shot. All right. this shit. We spent all the. No, no, no. He talked all that crap. Now your own fucking people won't take the goddamn shot. I think. I think members of Congress and members of the Senate, if you are not vaccinated, 
you do your work from home. You don't keep, you don't get to come into the hall and possibly infect others. Yeah. Go go well, sit your bubble of ignorance. Well, I mean, Rand yeah. Paul attacking Fauci. Uh, I mean, what the hell? Well, he's an eye doctor, sort of, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just like the guy who was the radiologist who was running Trump's. He, he just pick anybody that thought he was great. Come over here and rub my nuts. And yeah, this is this is and the one thing things. that I I regret not not being able to rub someone's nuts. But uh, that I I too am a doctor and clearly unqualified for a government job. And with with Trump out of the White House, now I'm definitely never going to get one. Uh, yeah. So do you, know, do you know the only reason that Rand Paul is a doctor is because his dad and his wife got together and created their own ophthalmology board to certify him. He couldn't get certified by the regular... How the hell did you get that information? Oh, it's, is that, is that public information? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely public information, yeah. Wow, I wanted to come well, out with I, that I, shit. I, I, would, I would slightly say that he, he went to medical school, he was certified, but he quit the, the official ophthalmology board. And then he created his own. So he could be With recertified, it. yeah. Yeah. Now, that new board is since gone defunct. Right. So he's no longer certified, even by his own fake one that you did. It was exactly right. He created it with his family as the board members. It was like the Trump University of... Uh... <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Guys are just pulling this crap out of their ass and just creating shit. You know, I mean, damn. Well, that's, that's what they do. And I... I think, and amazingly, we're actually going to get into the what, at least one of the topics uh, in the news this week. That's how you get someone who goes on a a basically a racist killing spree. That Republican denial uh, is how you get. Oh, no, 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 no. Wasn't a hate crime. He he just he has a sex addiction. Was having a bad day. <laughs> uh, yeah. Look, look. The other guy, the other guy who dropped the N bomb was what was low blood sugar. Was that his excuse? Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. That, for the for the, uh, for the basketball team game. Yeah. yeah, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. You, you know about the, the Asian diabetic. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm a bigot. Yeah. Oh well, you know that's Wilfred Brimley, uh, one of the sweetest people in the world, but he sounded like an unrepentant racist because diabetes. So. But he wasn't. He was. He was a. He was a really nice guy. <laughs> even even with low blood sugar or high blood sugar, he never joined the KKK. <laughs> not, not once. Didn't even occur to him. Right. Didn't even occur to him. But uh, you know the the this, you know our former president, like the last statement he issued was all about how much credit he deserved, and mentioning the Wuhan flu. Yeah. And it's like. God, we're in, we're a year into this, and you're still and pushing this. He was on, uh, he was on Fox. I don't know if it was Fox News or Fox Business, but talking about the the China flu, the the night that this kid uh, killed really? wow. eight people, six of whom were Asian women, and I don't I don't know if anyone watched Bill Maher last night, but he was trying. You know, we don't know what this is. I resent that the people are saying this was racist, but here's the thing. First of all, it was, and granted Chris Ray, the FBI, but Hey, another white guy saying, I don't know. We don't know that it's uh, it was racially motivated. 
But if it walks like a duck and it quacks like a duck and it drives by at least six other white-owned massage parlors on the way to two Asian massage parlors to kill a bunch of people, maybe it, it's a racially motivated duck. Just just putting that out there. I mean, you know, it's it's not just the uh, the folks on the extreme right wing who are, are viewing 1984 as a guidebook rather than a cautionary tale. You know, when, when we are told to deny uh, the evidence before our eyes, mm, I don't know. I'm going to say, you know, and, and that's the other thing is, well, the, you know, the suspect said he, he wasn't racially motivated. So we're, we're taking murderers for their word, you know. Oh well, he he admitted that he shot the people, so he couldn't possibly be lying about anything else. Right. He's he's so honest about his crime. Yeah. That. Yeah. You know, it's it. it I, I'm sure there's certainly no motivation in not being charged with an additional crime that would carry even more of a penalty. That probably has nothing to do with it. You know, and these apologist cops who oh, like came out and, you know, well, uh, yeah, not racially motivated. And he was having a bad day. Like, what the fuck? I, a, it's we we are like coming out of a year of America virtually under lockdown. I think it's safe to say we've all had some pretty bad days. Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, just gonna do you know and not scientific but just a loose poll uh jeff you kill anyone in the last year no and guess what i had to fight cancer for the second time during the goddamn pandemic so you and I so you killed me. cancer cells oh oh, oh. <laughs> well congratulations by the way Thank but you. yeah but in the past year you have not killed another human being no no all right uh jim past you well, it's you know uh, what happened before the pandemic. We're not counting that. Youthful indiscretions. Jim, you kill anyone? Uh, you know this guy made light of toasted ravioli, <laughs> and I had some really evil thoughts. But no, I didn't kill him. Fair you, enough. You didn't go all Giuseppe on him. <laughs> I, I, I called his grandson. Gonna drop a ravioli on you, motherfucker. Timon, you kill anyone in the last year? Uh, no, I thought about burning a few people, but I never, but you, but you haven't you know, in, no, in no. the last year. Yeah. No, no. Um, my, get, I, there, there was a bazooka, not a bazooka, but a, uh, flamethrower. Yeah. Flamethrower. Yeah. There was a army issued flamethrower for sale. I, I never got to buy it, but I thought about it. Ooh. How on earth did you say no to that? <laughs> I, I didn't have, I didn't, you know what? Uh, didn't have enough bucks to sell, but it is definitely something uh, to buy. <laughs> Eventually, I, I didn't <laughs> see a lot of people burning a lot. Well, and I got to say, like, maybe there are better ways, but I'm just going to, I feel bold enough to say no better way to maintain a six foot uh, distance than with a flamethrower. <laughs> yeah. There you go. It's, you know, it's, you it's, it's no problem. Hey, hey, it's it's hey, a safety all the guys device. At the lounge asked me, say, "Ship, when you make your big money on your TV show, you're gonna first thing you're gonna go and buy is a Bentley, huh?" I said, "Oh no, brother, <laughs> I'm going to go and buy me a army issued flamethrower." <laughs> 
to burn all you black sons of bitches for asking me that dumbass question. <laughs> Did they really ask you that? Huh? They really ask you that? Oh yeah, yeah. They have questions like that because they, you know, know that I'm working on a script and you know, you know, and the big money and all that. Yeah. I, I, I hate to sound like anyone's parents, uh, but I, <laughs> I, you know, I, I recall uh, several times, you know, not so much hearing it myself, but hearing. Well, I guess my friend's parents saying to their own kid, you need to find better friends. Uh, but, <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Oh, yeah. All right. Now that all makes sense. But Timon, um, you know, <laughs> last... <laughs> he can't even get it out. So we've had a real breakthrough on the show. Uh, I'd like to thank our panel. No, uh, Timon, I'm, I'm not saying you need better friends, but maybe find a new cigar lounge like, these guys there are so busy counting your money. Last week you were talking about the guy who said you don't deserve your your COVID relief check. Now they're now they're like counting counting your money that you're going to make from your script. Find find friends or a cigar lounge where they don't count your money for you unless it's the person uh, it, at the it, register. Well, actually, this was pretty convenient, and it's, it's actually a great place. I mean, you know, <laughs> I did buy my ignorant blockers. I mean, I bought some Bose uh, mm. silenced uh, headphones. Nice. Great ignorant blockers. When they see me putting those on, they know I don't want to fucking talk to them anymore. <laughs> you know, I just immediately do it, and it's just, oh, there he goes, putting on his ignorant Yeah, what do you call those, Ty? Ignorant blockers. What does that mean? <laughs> that means I don't talk to dumb fucks like you guys. You know, so yeah, but the other guy was a Trump supporter. I didn't, and you know, you can't, yeah, you already know he's dumb, yeah, he, yeah, yeah, he still thinks that the the, uh, election was stolen from Trump. Well, and it's, I guess, it's nice to know that white people don't have an exclusive on saying stupid things. (laughs) I mean, not that we ever have, but you know, we didn't invent saying stupid things. We just perfected it. And right. I, that's a loose we because as I've established on the show before, not really white because yeah. I've been told by so many white people that being a Jew, I'm not really one of them, uh, which I'm fine with. So good for me. So this this kid in Atlanta like goes to three different massage parlors, shoots him up, and I got... I, maybe I should be a little upset with myself about this, but my first thought was, yeah, Bob Kraft said no witnesses. But then I realized like, you know, Robert Kraft uh, was a patron of the massage parlors in Florida, not, not in Atlanta. So it was, it was, it was a geographical jump that I just wasn't comfortable making. Oh, we're all going to hell. Well, I, I'm happy to be your tour guide. And, for, and, for, and, Dave, and Dave, you know, for one of those guys that have went to those massage parlors, because nothing like having the old balls of ruining massage. Can do you want me to touch up? That's fine. That's fine. It won't be extra. Okay. You know. See. Yeah, but I, I think go in. What's this this whole rage, though, Dave? I mean, you just. They're there to relax, and then you say that you did it because you think that they did. You know, I, I've been to a sex an, uh, anonymous class, and none of those guys talked about killing anybody. Although the dude who had all the the sex dolls, he said he slept with all the women of Hollywood right, right. because he had all the sex dolls. 
And he, he got into an argument with Marilyn Monroe, and he threw her out into the street, and she got ran over. That was the only guy that, that he said he got pissed off. But the dude stole. He had he had he spent over two hundred and fifty thousand dollars on all these dolls that he had had made of different Hollywood stars. So I don't understand where this guy comes we, in at twenty one. At twenty one. You're, you're killing people who are there to make you feel good? Well, and this is this is the other thing uh, that if if you've got a problem, you know, this is, and maybe I'm just hanging out with liberal circles, I don't know. Uh, but people who speak out against mandated burqas in certain Middle Eastern countries because the men folk can't control themselves. And to me, that's that would seem that's a problem with the menfolk. That's you know, yeah, that's that's patriarchy defined right there. A little bit. Uh, you have to change because I can't control myself. Fuck. Yeah. And uh, well, that was the whole thing behind the when they would uh, in Africa they would you know cut off the woman's clit. They were doing that because they felt that, you know, the man had no control. So they thought that by controlling her, she could have no feeling and then do whatever they wanted to do. So <clears throat> that was it. But no, it, it still went back to them. Their, it was their issue that they were trying to put upon the female. Well, and the other issue that, uh, you know, because... And I think rightfully so. The The focus has been on the racial element of the crime. It, it's like there are so many layers of what is wrong with this before you even get down to how easy it was for this guy to buy a gun in one day and go on Same a killing day. spree. Yeah. Same day. He got yeah, and, and somebody he killed in the afternoon. You can't vote. You can't register to vote and vote yes. the same day, but you can go get a All gun. Right. And blow away eight people four hours later. Maybe and if they, they treat it like voting, like if this. you, you can no get a problem. gun, but you only get provisional bullets. So, <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll, we'll hold on to your provisional bullets and you go out and use the gun like you wanted to. And then we'll determine uh, whether the bullets are, are rational and deserved. Yeah, you can shoot whoever you want, but the bullets has to be verified that you're allowed to shoot it before it's delivered to the victim. That makes sense. Yeah. All right. I would have just gave him a brick. He showed up. Well, we don't have your gun in yet. Here's a brick. Take the brick. Come back. Well, what am I going to do with this? Throw it through their window. <laughs> Whatever you were going to do with the gun, yeah. man. But yeah, that, Maybe I mean, that's see, that we, way. Well, you know, you know how uh, kids get an egg in school to treat as a child? You know, they do that. Maybe if you want a gun, well, first you have to have... Uh, something like that, like an egg that you have to, you know, never throw the egg in anger, you know, make sure that you show you can be responsible with the egg. I don't want to register. Guns. I think it'd turn into a food fight. I want to register and I want a dot and a CPU code on every fucking bullet made in this country. I don't right. give a goddamn about the guns because you can print those now if you have a 3D printer. But bullets are another matter and anything anything sold every single one has a number on it well and every shell casing pull it back to whoever bought it you know because there are there are people who uh pack their own yeah 
So, okay, fine. Yeah. But I, how many how many of those guys are the guys that eventually go nuts and shoot a bunch of people? It's rare that the guy packing his own ammo is that guy. Yeah, I would well, I would well, tend to agree. Telling people for as long as the most dangerous individual is not ISIS. Okay, the death that is a is a white dude who's in some type of militia or some you know guy with a gun. I mean, they, they, they this dude is public enemy number one. He believes his freedom is being taken, and and that's why this this stuff is going on. I mean, this guy's saying that oh well, I didn't you know I'm I'm a sex crazed dude, and yet you go in and shoot because you used to go to the place. Obviously. They made you feel well, but you that you didn't have control of yourself. I mean, the guy that what's the guy that killed the nine black folks in uh, uh, in the church? Dylan Dylan Roof. Yeah. yeah, they took him to Burger King. They said he was having a bad day, and they yeah. prayed for him, and he still shot them. This may this be and they made up a, a little uncomfortable, but obviously, this country has. I, I will just go ahead and say it. We got a white people problem. Um, oh, yeah. And I'm not saying that all of the white people, no. because some of them are good, but maybe, and I'm not saying we should do this, but we should just look into the possibility of, I don't know, rounding them up and putting them into camps. White, <laughs> white people oh, like camping. Oh, watch it, Dave. Watch it. Watch it, Dave. <laughs> they love you camping. You do that. You're going to get in trouble. You're going Wait, is that is that bad? Would that would that be bad if we did that to a whole group of people based on their race? I I would know in the camps. Wait, what's that, Jeff? Has this been done before? Could we ask other people how it went? I, Locking yeah. other people up because they're a different color. Does that work? Does that work? I it's <laughs> I, you know just a just a thought. But you know, there are, you know, but, you know guys, we'll, there are people we'll, out there. Go ahead. Yes, will, go ahead. will there be toasted ravioli? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know you got to you got to keep these camps calm. So yes, there 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 will not only be uh, uh, toasted raviolis, but one of my favorite treats from uh, back in in my days at summer camp, uh, Guido's ice juices. We'll even we'll even uh, provide some ice juices during the oh, summer months. Juice. Yes, because that's uh, that's ethnic food for the white folk, right? Going to get in. <laughs> Hey, when when you're oh oh, this is a great idea. We could get Olive Garden to sponsor these camps, you know, just to make everyone feel better. Uh, there'll be unlimited soup and breadsticks, and and it'll make them feel better because when you're there, you're family. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Um, you've made me very hungry. Uh, 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 Rich and Charlie's. Did you ever make your way to a Rich and Charlie's? No, it's uh, did not know Simon, this was a did thing. Did you ever go to Rich and Charlie's? A uh, long time ago. Okay. That's, well, uh, kind of, yeah. kind of it was like it Bonanza, like, wasn't it? Wasn't what? it like Bonanza? No, it was more, it's an Italian sit down. No, it was more like Ponderosa, oh. really. It was it, it, very different. Yeah, yeah. But they made, <laughs> they made salads like, uh, like Olive Garden. Oh. Yeah, that kind of. Uh, you know, one, one place and. You know, I don't know how long it had been there, but one of the places we used to love going before shows, and I think it was in the East End, uh, Llewellyn's. There's a Welsh pub where they made their like their own potato chips. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, next time you're back home, if restaurants are still allowed, a thing, um, a thing. yeah, maybe uh, maybe see if Llewellyn's is still open. I would I would recommend it. At least okay. at least it was great. You know, twenty five some odd years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Completely off topic, but back to one of our so other weird, topics. so weird for this show. Off but topic. Right. What's that? Who's gotten a shot here? Who's gotten a COVID? I got I got mine. I got I mine. Got yeah. You got I got my one. My second one's on the twenty eighth. My second one is on uh, the eighth. Did, uh, where'd you get yours done? Uh, Cal State LA. Okay, I went down to the the forum. Yeah, I, I I was told like you know working for good old law enforcement, I can go just walk on in and get my yep. shot. Good. Yeah. I had a little sore, a little sore in the arm, and then that night a little bit of a fever, and that was it. Didn't get any of that. Didn't and get you any. You, you you have a second shot coming, Jeff. Yes. Yeah, and so I have a second shot. Knocked you out. Yeah. Yeah, it's I have second a second one, one coming. I'm I'm concerned about it, but I also talked to my 80 year old parents, and they just got the second one a couple of weeks ago, and they're like, nothing. They breezed through it, so I was really but, happy. But they have the advantage of being older. There's a weird thing where the younger you are, it affects you because you have a stronger immune system. It responds better. Right. Right. Well, I don't know about mine, given the you know. Good old Dr. Well, yeah, Jim. Yeah. Good old Dr. Jim well, letting us know about those. I, had, I, had a, I have a coworker. She's in her 70s. She got the shot. She said she wanted to die. Uh, because her of the father, shot or because she's in her 70s? No. <laughs> well, here's could, the thing. Could go either her way. Father, you just had to ask, didn't you? I do. I'm curious about these things. And he was fine. Okay. So. All right. Yeah, it just depends on who you are. Did he yeah. want her to die? <laughs> tried but the pillow like, wasn't big enough did do you guys know Freddy which Kruger. <laughs> hey in, inappropriate foodstuffs and and dying through misadventure these are this is you know pure comedy in my mind but uh <laughs> jeff time do you do you know which shot you got uh, i got the Pfizer. I, I got the pfizer now, no AstraZeneca here, buddy. No, well, I've got a friend who got uh, got the Johnson and Johnson last week, okay. uh-huh. uh huh, and and he also got a shot. Hey, oh, er, 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 er. um, <laughs> I told him to stay away from the docks. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm, I guess, what they would call non-vital. So I'm, you know, waiting my turn. Someone suggested that I, I should say that I, I work in food service because I have portrayed a, a bartender on screen. But I I mean, I, I guess I would feel a little better if I were to jump the line. You know, I'm certainly more likely. Well, and it's, it's also probably going to be uh, more successful for for me to say that I work in food service, then, uh, no, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm a, uh, protected racial minority. Uh, I, which that isn't even a factor, but you know, you see these white people going into the hood with stolen codes like, Oh yeah. So that's the thing. It's like, I don't want to go white folks doing that. You know, white people, yeah, I, I've, I've this is why I've... we need to put them in camps. <laughs> <laughs> I've been given information how to get them, get the shot. Like, oh. two times. <laughs> People, get white people for, yeah for which it worked you know um one was a code you type in this code and you're just you get in and you don't have to show any papers etc cetera, etc cetera. but um i didn't do it but um 
But one of my friends got it because she's an essential worker, because she delivers health care, because she delivers weed. Okay. Well, that right. makes that makes sense. Yeah. I would I would even Any say delivery person should be uh, yeah. on a higher priority. But, it, but if she so delivered to speak. food, she wouldn't have gotten it. Shut up. See, yeah. that's that I don't understand. You know, because yeah. it is these these are you know like frontline people. You know, maybe yeah. you're not cooped up in a grocery store with everyone, but with the numbers of people that you're encountering. Yeah, on you, you know in the course of your work Down on Main <laughs> <laughs> give that man a cigar what about DeSantis evidently um rolling in in like you know ice cream trucks that are outfitted for the covid virus he's rolling these into these gated communities while the neighborhoods of color are dying off in fucking droves man that guy yeah. holy yeah. cow well hey if yeah. we had to worry you know you know I often said to a friend of mine black folks have made so many fucking adjustments to life and and he i mean just over the years whether it's been you know you go from you know reconstruction to jim crow and back to some there's always these adjustments you have to keep making and they keep hiring these jackass or voting in these jackasses who do stuff like desantis or you know we get the trumps and everything and you just got to keep making adjustments it's 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 not going to go away We've been living with this. When they say, oh, can you look what's happening to the Asians? Like, hey, Asian black folks have been living with this shit for years. Yeah. Jews have been living with this shit for years. You know, and, you know, well, they didn't notice us. Well, now you notice. Hello. Right. You know, it's like, join can in. We, it might be nice if we could take the wheels off the goalpost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just make it a little harder. They would Sit still figure out how to move it. Just a minute. Yeah. You know, well, I mean, this whole thing, I mean, now they're pissed off at women. They, they, they blocked the house passed the women's act law and these guys blocked that. They're trying to suppress the vote. They, they're mad about that because they say, oh, we'll never win again. They came out and blatantly said it. Yeah. yeah. Just like Ron Johnson stated, well, the insurrection guys, I wasn't bothered. But you know, uh, then again, if they'd have been all black. Another another just little fun anecdote from uh, my career history. But I worked at uh, just this amazing radio station in Champaign, Illinois, and uh, the owners had never like owned media before. The like one was a real estate guy, like the other was an investment banker, so they had money, but they didn't understand how to run a media outlet. And one of the things they did is they poached like the number one sales guy in the market from another radio station. And this, this was like basically like a free form triple a radio station. It was the web 93, five in Champaign, Illinois. I went there in uh, 1996, but we would go like six cuts deep into a record without playing the single. Uh, it was, it was awesome. It was like getting paid to do college radio. College uh, radio. That's it, what it, it sounds like. Yeah. yeah cool. I mean, it was awesome. And the sales guy, the, the head of sales, tried to get the owners to convince the program directors to change the programming because he didn't know how to sell it. <laughs> and this is... Alter your plan for my inadequacies, please. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, 
you know, well, no, you're supposed to be such a hot shit sales guy. You figure out how to sell, you know, I mean, are we allowed to say sell ice to Eskimos? Can you say yes. it? Okay. Probably not. You should probably, well, first off, drop the word Eskimo because li literally the word Eskimo means, uh, Snow? I think it means savage. Oh, really? Uh, or, or it might be raw, like food eater or something, but it was derogatory. So just so Inuit? Inuit. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. So anyway, it, it's like, you're supposed to be the sales guy. Yeah. The, the product isn't the problem. You know, this yeah. is, this is. This is your problem. And this is the, the same thing that, you know, we see with the, with the Republicans, with the voter suppression, you know, with this shooter in Atlanta, it's, well, I have a problem with something. Well, so then you fix that problem within yourself. Like we don't, we don't change the world to suit you, the individual. And, yeah. and this isn't just a problem on the right. You know, I think this is this is a big problem with the whole like woke culture of oh god, this this does not match my expectations. Well, lower your expectations. It's a All fucked right. up savage world. Uh or I guess an Eskimo world. Thank you, Jim. I will, uh I will, <laughs> you did that you did that the exact wrong way. Um, I'm not trying to teach you slurs here, David. No, I'll yeah. Relate, it's <laughs> I'll relate this story. Coming out of an audition once, um, I said to the guy behind the camera, is everybody happy? And that's from the old SCTV band leader that was supposed to be some weird Ricky Ricardo knockoff. And I've said that to every session runner for 20 years. <laughs> and I'm with this woman who's obviously Japanese because she turns around and just yells at me. Is that supposed to be a Japanese accent? And I just looked at her. I'm like, no. <laughs> this is from a tv show that was on and i looked at her before you were fucking born okay this is no this is a guy from canada doing a bad cuban accent you're not in this this doesn't <laughs> concern you i understand why you want yeah. to get all woke and feisty i'm not the guy was man. was was she then upset on behalf of canadians or cubans as depicted by canadians <laughs> No, she still thought I was making fun of Japanese people. I looked at the guy running the session, and he just—he knew. He knew what I was referencing. He knew it was an SCTV reference. Well, you should have asked her, "Does she speak jive?" <laughs> um, Speaking of movies uh, that couldn't get made today, <laughs> yeah. throw the Barbara yeah. Billingsley card on her. <laughs> Pardon me, I speak jive. <laughs> Yeah, you know the, what the, you know the two, saying, <laughs> two actors who uh, uh, made up that jive. They invented those the slang in the movie, and then they had to teach it to Barbara Billingsley. Wait, so slackum uh, yakum isn't really a thing? <laughs> that's uh, hilarious. <laughs> I wish I could do the rest of the dialogue in response, but I don't have it on uh, the tip of my tongue. Um, Chava don't want help. Chava don't get help. <laughs> Um, I read something very interesting about that kind of relates to the shooting in Atlanta, and it was about uh, gamers. So when a, a female gamer is playing, uh, they're more likely to be attacked by lower status male players. Higher status male players are more likely to uh, not attack them 
or be afraid of them or, you know, and, and be more willing to help them, you know, help other people. So this guy, I mean, you look at him, he's low status. Yeah. <laughs> you mean right? to tell me he's not William Wallace? No. And, and, and you know, Peter Stuyvesant? So, so these women are supposed to be a lower status to him in his mind. And that's what he did. He put them into that status by killing them. But, but now, now you do know that and it's still a problem today, which is the reason why they don't want. And a lot of that's another part of the whole uh, white male taking my freedom thing. They don't want women to have any type of they want them to stay in their place. Yeah. They are bothered by highly educated women. They I wouldn't mind having by, a woman stay at uh, my place. You know, <laughs> Uh, being exposed, I mean, you know, just like, you know, well, we shouldn't be having, you know, sex and talking about sex. We just should do it, you know. Shouldn't have that. that uh, funny story, there's a woman I used to date, uh, went to her church, and uh, one of the ladies went to the pastor and, and asked him, um, you know, my, told the pastor that her husband wanted her to, to to you know do oral on her and she and he said you tell him it says in the bible he is not supposed to be asking you those questions and the and so when the um husband found out about it he went to the church and talked to the pastor and pulled him out into the parking lot funniest thing and he told how you gonna tell my wife what to do to me and you i ain't nobody in there telling you what your wife can do to you and he he had no answer and he told, and he said, "You told the lie that it's in the Bible. Show me in the Bible where it says that." Yeah, that's he find it. that's the part yeah. that I I was curious about. And uh, as long as we did, uh, did we do cooking tips? I don't know. We talked about food, but I like to uh, keep a, a collection of Benny Goodman CDs in oh, my yeah. bedroom. Good old Benny, because you know if I'm going down, I'm going down swinging. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just, just for the record, Jeff is now holding his head in his hand. <laughs> that, that was physically painful, Doc. That pun was physically painful. Thank, thank you very much. Good, but good, I, good. I, I should have said Harry James. <laughs> by, by the way, if you want to see good extra work, the Benny Goodman story, Primo, Primo Extra. Louis Primo? No. <laughs> By the way, I was listening to Louis Prima um, uh, record uh, on, on um, Pandora, and it just occurred to me: Do Italians ever sing about anything other than food? Love. They sing about I mean, love. Okay, love and food. <laughs> um, she made antipasta twice just because she is so nice, Angelina. Um, <laughs> I mean, there's so many fucking references to food in in uh, Dean Martin songs. When the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, that's amore. Food and love. That's yes. it. What else do you need to sing about? That's Therapy. The pasta just what, do you, what do you think WAP is about? It's about both. Well, Good it's. Night, I mean, it is there something you, you eat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well played, sir. Well played. Thank you. Bravo. 
Uh, well, you so know, always uh, saying about that the thrill is gone. <laughs> <laughs> the thrill is gone. BB, you know, at this, it, no at this point in the show, you, you may have noticed uh, that normally uh, while the panel is uh, a little more balanced uh, gender wise, it is, it is all dudes. Uh, and, and we are all of uh, the demographic popularly known as Generation X. Yeah. And, uh, well, you know, I, I was joking. Well, you know, of course, since it's a slow news week, we're just going to be talking about, you know, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier and favorite Steely Dan cuts. But I, I, I do want to talk uh, because Gen X, I think we largely go under the radar. Uh, and that's, that's partially by design. I think the first like third of, of the lockdown, like after three months, while everybody else was freaking out, like most Gen Xers I knew were mildly perturbed, but for the most part, it's like, nah, you know, we've been prepping for this all our lives. Uh, you know, hanging out at home, watching too much TV. Yeah, I think I think we're we're equipped. This is this is our turf. But it, yeah, what what was once considered a personality defect has kept me alive for the last fourteen months. Yeah. Uh, shut in <laughs> I, I it's hey it's worked out really well this is this was this, this was our time to shine and the way we shine is by just really not shining so much just we're you know just gonna do our own thing but gen x made it back into the news this week because uh the folks the the fine folks over at fox wanted uh they they put out a a, a distress call saying that gen x has to save the right wing from this quote unquote cancel culture. <laughs> and Where are they asking for the wrong life raft. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, it's it's not even the ask so much as who's doing the asking. And I, I will grant that, you know, Tipper Gore was the person who was like really behind the PMRC uh back in back in the day. And so, yeah, Tipper Gore, Democrat, but Tennessee Democrat. She was she wasn't so much speaking on behalf of the Democratic Party so much as the fine, upstanding women of Tennessee. And for well, for yeah, that was all evangelical nonsense that had nothing yeah. to do with nothing other than churching. Well, and it's it's one of those things that you would think a lesson would be learned because uh, for those who don't remember uh, what the PMRC was all about. They they are the ones responsible for the parental advisory stickers that you find on like most good music these days. And I think it, you know, as as they found there were studies done like back in the nineties, uh, looking at, at sales figures and everything. And like really until Walmart flexed their muscle and insisted that record labels once, once they killed off all the, the independent record stores and the big box stores were like the main purveyors of CDs, Walmart was able to demand that labels put out an edited version of records that they could sell. Yeah. But for, for a good while there, once the industry succumbed to, to the censors and, and put the parental advisory stickers on, on records and, and, tapes and cds which uh, ones it was, the kids were looking for yeah it was the ones with the stickers that sold a lot better 
And I think I'm not saying that it hurt creativity, but before you had like the parental advisory sticker, you needed to look to cover art. Like, I don't know if you guys remember the, uh, the band wasp, uh, and their song, which was mentioned, I believe during some of the Senate hearings, fuck like a beast. But I used to have the, uh, the 12 inch single, which was white vinyl and the cover art was like a, a close-up of someone basically from mid thigh to belly button wearing a cod piece with a buzzsaw blade. <laughs> and it's like, you know, without a parental advisory sticker, I had to go, yeah, that I got to hear that. I want to know what that's all about. I, uh, what, what an interesting, well, you know, sorry, Jeff. Uh, what an interesting thing, you know, that we sell music with a visual image that has nothing to do with what you're going to hear. Uh, what was it? Uh, maybe Timon can help me out with this. Was it the Cleveland players? Ohio players. Ohio players. <laughs> Ohio players. The city yeah. instead of the state. But anyway, the sexiest album covers, right? Yes. Uh, after, after, um, uh, Herb Alpert, the, the cream one. Um, yeah. Herb Alpert and the Tijuana yeah, brass whipped cream and other delights. Yes. But yeah, Ohio players had uh gold. I think that was the uh, name of the album with the woman, uh, dripping the honey on her. Yeah. I think that was it. Yeah. yeah. See, see, uh, Jim, you didn't need me. You got white <laughs> guys here who are definitely up, up on the music. Dave worked at a music and, you know, worked at yeah. a radio still have to worry about me by, by the way since we're not really on theme uh or we're wandering a little bit and since david earlier you mentioned the playboy channel i i i was reminded by something that had happened to me a long time ago but i finally verified exactly what happened and it's about this story is about me being flashed by potentially the governor of california schwarzenegger uh, <laughs> what schwarzenegger well, you're close you're close so I was going to Baja Fresh in North Hollywood one day. This buxom blonde approached me. She had these uh, Mylar balloons. Is that she what said, the kids are, are calling them these days? <laughs> yeah. She said, are you Steve? There's these two older guys. And they're like, you're Steve. You're Steve. So I'm like, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm Steve. And then she said, do you have a big dick? And, and they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, yeah, I've got a big dick. And then I realized the, the Mylar balloons were penises. She flashed me. Then a woman came out and said, surprise, you're on Playboy TV. <laughs> to which I said, I'm not signing any releases. And I went to Baja Fresh. <laughs> <laughs> and, and later I realized, I think that was Mary Carey. And Mary Carey ran for governor with Arnold Schwarzenegger. She was one of 135 people. <laughs> she came in 10th. And, and just the other day, I finally found that episode of this hidden camera show they did on Playboy TV. So, and it was Mary Carey. And, uh, and my Larry Balloons were penises. Were you billed as Steve? I wasn't in it. I wasn't in it. <laughs> You know, this this does bring up uh, uh, something interesting, though, in time. And I think we were talking about this on the show last week or maybe two weeks ago. But when Mary Carey and Schwarzenegger and 128 other people were running for governor, that was because Gray Davis was recalled. 
And there is there is currently an effort to recall Governor Gavin Newsom here in California. At the time, and I know you were talking about this uh, on the show previously about like being approached by someone with a clipboard asking you to to sign the petition for the recall. Right. Yeah, and you reasonably asked, well, who do you guys want to put in? Uh, I don't know, but we got to get rid of him. And this ties in with another, not really a meme, but something that was being circulated on the internet recently that we've talked about on this show is the whole idea that with all the gaslighting and misinformation that's out there these days, you may be confused about which side of an argument you should fall on. And basically what it says is look around and if there are Nazis, you're on the wrong side. So to, to everyone who's been like putting forth this recall and been jumping on the bandwagon. Yeah. He ate at the French laundry. I can't eat at the French laundry. Um, I just, uh, a bit of advice, professional courtesy, if you will. But if you are interested in looking into this whole recall issue, just take a look at who started it and who you're siding with if you choose to join on. And if you're comfortable being in that company, gagazent, have at, enjoy, go be with your Nazi friends. But do not darken my doorstep. The fact that you would say Gagazunt to that is hilarious. Well, thank you. And the, the funny thing is, Dave, it was a black dude who came up to me and asked right. me that. And I, did, I said, hey, dude, you know, who are you going to replace him with? I said, and so the white chick walks up and says, well, we got some people. It doesn't matter. You should sign it anyway. And I said to her, uh, no, I don't join groups i said you need to tell me who are you going to let i said so you guys are gonna remove him and who's ever in who you bring in is going to ride his wave of what he's already done okay because you, you wasn't here when the shit started you're pissed off because he shut everything down and some of the business closed up or people, you know, lost their business. I, you know, it's, it's a tough deal to make. And then Trump told him, I'm not going to send you any money. I'm not going to help you out. You're a blue state. Screw you. Okay, so now you got to say, and you got these assholes in Orange County, and they're, I'm not wearing a mask. I'm not doing this. It's a hoax. Oh, dude, we were, he's going too far. What do you want him to do? You want us to throw him out to you? Uh, a right wing cat who, who, you know, yeah, is going to mismanage this because one California. Well, that's, that's the thing. It's, you know, not just in California, but nationally, if people would have gotten with the program at the beginning and been more concerned with making an effort to mitigate the spread of the virus rather than, their quote unquote rugged individualism, we wouldn't have to deal with this, you know, but the fact that every time we seem to make a little bit of progress and everyone wants to celebrate and, Oh, well, you know, we've made it two steps towards the goal. Let's fucking celebrate now. And they, you know, take everything down and that puts us back even further so we got to start over again. 
And if people would have just kind of kept their heads about how diseases work and understand that viruses don't care about politics, then maybe we wouldn't still be dealing with this a year later. Yeah, the, the, ter the term novel coronavirus never really took traction and it really bothered me because the novel is the key part. This is an evolving organism. It will change and our protocols to fight it are going to change when we get new information. And that, for some reason, by the right-wing chatosphere, has been taken as, you guys don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, no, man, it's a brand new fucking disease. You're right. We don't know what we're talking about yet. We have a good idea because we, we combated SARS, and it's kind of like SARS, but it's not the same bug. And that somehow never got communicated properly, and the idiots well, run with it like, you all don't know what you're talking well, about. Well, that's the other thing is, even though you may not know like the best ways to stop the spread, you definitely know things that are not going to work or, right. or will that's be counterproductive. Transmission. Yeah, amazingly, you know, it, it's like I don't need to be a, a virologist, board certified or not, whether I'm, you know, <laughs> making my own boards to certify myself. But I do not need to be a board certified virologist to know that injecting bleach into your body, not not a good idea. Uh, I, I don't need to be a, a currently licensed medical doctor to know that efforts to get light inside one's body, usually not too good for the body. Do I know what will stop the spread? Not necessarily, but I know that's not going to do the trick, you know, kind of like the, the same way I, I know, you know, and again, no medical degree here. I know that drinking fish tank cleaner is not going to prevent the disease. It may prevent me from dying from the coronavirus because instead I'm going to die from drinking fish tank cleaner. <laughs> but that's probably not the desired effect. It's, you know, the focus should be on not dying, not just not dying from that. Well, that was the whole thing with the, you know, they said, well, which, which vaccine should we take? And they said, look, the main objective, take the first one offered. As long as it keeps you from dying, keeps you from going into a hospital. And, you know, and, and to add to your point with what with, with Trump and his people did, they, they, we had people in Wuhan. Yeah. We had doctors that were checking this shit out. We were there. He fired all of them. Yeah. He, he shut down the whole program. The dude set us back. If they don't bust him when they finish the investigation that they just started with knowing that Russia and Iran was involved and not China, to know that O'Brien and Ratcliffe told lies and McCarthy's ass also lied when he went. When, you, know, you know, when they went to uh, Georgia, they went there to get the numbers of those people that they ended up calling. Yeah. I mean, and so that was to block, you know, so they can, you know, try and, you know, rattle their cage a little bit to get them to do what they wanted. And it didn't happen. And that's why they all need to go to jail. These guys committed crime. 
And I hope Merrick Garland's able to get him. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. We got got a new AG, so that helps. You know, Bill Barr was not going to do anything to ruffle anybody's feathers. I think. Well, no one who's on the side of the law, anyway. Yeah, (laughs) the irony of Merrick Garland being the new AG is just delicious to me. That he was denied jit seat on the Supreme Court. He's going to come back like. I'm going to open up books on all you motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Right. yes. As he should. As he should. As he should. You know, what is this scorch earth shit that McConnell's talking about? It's, you know, it's, a, it's the worst bluff ever. Yeah. It's it, How much more could he fucking scorch the earth, Timon? Bingo. I mean, he's already marched to the sea and we can't grow anything in the Senate. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. That's, I want to I point out that this week, we had uh, 12 Republicans in the House who voted against giving medals to the Capitol Police officers, including the two who died as a result of the insurgency on the, on the 6th. And we had 14 Republicans in the House who voted against a resolution condemning the military coup in Myanmar. So... You know, for for Mitch McConnell or anyone to try and and make a case that it's the Democrats who have an issue with bipartisanship, we're we're doing this in good faith. You, there is no good faith. There, you know, to that that's like you know me trying to convince you that kicking you in the nuts is just my way of making dessert. Um, it, it, no, no, it's it's not. Check every cookbook. Well, most cookbooks. I'm sure there's there's a couple out there. But most cookbooks, if you look in the dessert section, there there may be an entry for something with crushed nuts, but this is not how you get them. Kicking yeah. people in figure? the crotch. How, I, well, I'm how do you figure? Uh, <laughs> you know, again, this is just that logic that that tells me that injecting bleach might be bad. The guy the guy who calls himself the Grim Reaper doesn't get to like freak out about scorched earth, man. He has, he loves the fact that he's able to stop everything in its tracks. This is not a, it's not a bug. It's a fucking feature for Mitchie. Yeah. Yep. I mean, so, you, you can't scorch what you've already salted. Right. Thank you. Although I have made soup that, uh, I, I have both over salted and burned. So <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe you can, I guess just in, in, in terms of earth, you can't scorch what you've already salted. Let's just. Yeah, well, we can't, we can't make any jokes about that because my dad's actually burned hot dog water. So <laughs> he's actually the worst cook. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like down to it. Like what is that scorching smell? This poor tiny shriveled dog with no water in the pan. Yikes. Dad, you're not good at this. <laughs> you're a great radiologist. Get out of the kitchen. <laughs> You're going to hurt somebody. Uh, if if those words had only been spoken to half of the appointees of, of the Trump administration, we probably wouldn't be in the mess we're in. Get out of the kitchen. You're no good at this. This, this, this is a job for Jared. <laughs> well, we did... Uh, we did start the show oh so long ago mentioning that uh today is the first day of spring it is the vernal equinox that means we got 12 hours of sunlight and 
I don't know about the parts of LA where all y'all are at, but at this point in the day, the sunlight has broken through and, and burnt off the morning haze. So uh, we got 12 hours of daylight. Let's let's get out into them, shall we? Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, two of you are half vaccinated. Everybody, masks, be safe, be smart. We will get through this. We're, we're so close. Don't fuck it up now. That's, that's, that's my pep talk. That's, that's why they call me doctor and not coach. But I, yeah, I think, uh, I think we have covered, uh, well, we've covered a lot of time, if not a lot of topics, but it's been fun. And that's the important thing. So I want to thank you guys for, for coming into my virtual playhouse as it is, uh, here at treasonable studios. And, uh, thanks. Thanks for a lovely show. Jim Coughlin, always a pleasure should you so desire where can people catch up with you and what you've got going on online or in person in the coming days weeks and months well i'm still living in my apartment and uh plan to keep doing that right um uh <laughs> and uh, you can buy my album uh a little off the top of my head on uh, itunes amazon music spotify you can just listen to it on spotify um, I was, by the way, I was, I did a show in, uh, in Malaysia on, on a Friday morning. It was at 8 PM their time, 5 AM our time. Oh, that was fun. Uh, yeah. Anyway, did uh, you pull an all nighter. What did you pull an all nighter to lead up to it? Or I actually did. I actually did because they did a sound check at four 30. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so I just figured I'd stay up. Yeah. Makes wow. sense. Excellent. Yeah. Well, thank you, thank you for for bringing the funny and and the facts. Always, yeah. always love checking in with you on the facts. So, thank you for being with us, uh, Jim, and uh, Mr. Jim Coughlin on the Twitter, jimcoughlin.com. Yes, there we go. So, thank you for being here with us, Jeffrey Scott Hendrick. Always a pleasure to have you on the show with us. Should you so desire, where can people catch up with you and what you've got going on online or in person in the coming days, weeks, and months? Well, I'll be shopping for groceries next week at Costco. That's kind of my <laughs> big thing in the house. <laughs> you can catch me in aisle 17 at about noon. Uh, I'm going to be the tall guy looking at bread. So there you yeah, go. I got that going for me. Baby, I don't want me, uh, you. Come and play, Dave. <laughs> thank, thank you for being with us. Uh, yeah, so Good check out. Jeff, uh, by the way. Good to see you, Jim. <laughs> yeah, for, for those who don't know, by the way, I actually uh, met Jeff when I did a show that Jim used to host right. with Randy Harkin. Uh, we were both panelists on Left of Wrong. So <laughs> figured, Left yeah, of Wrong. Get, uh, with, get uh, a with, with Randy Harkin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so get a get a chunk of the gang together. Uh, but uh, great to have you both on. So thank you very much, Mister Time and Ship. Always a pleasure to see you, sir. Should you so desire, where can people catch up with you and what you've got going on online or in person in the coming days, weeks, and months? Uh, you can give it Time and Ship at Weebly uh, dot com. It's my new website, as well as Time and Ship on uh, Facebook, Time and Ship Twitter, and Time Time and Ship. Instagram, I almost called myself Twyman. Um, <laughs> not as bad as thyroid in Texas, as they call me. But uh, uh, and you can get my you can get my book, my East St. Louis on Amazon.com, as well as my uh, 
CD Universal Brother on iTunes, Spotify, and CD Baby. Right on. Well, thank you for being here with us today. Looking forward to seeing you next week already. Me, I'm Dr. David Robinson. You can catch me on Facebook at dr.david.robinson. On the Twitter, I am at Stand Up Fall Down. And if you've made it this far into the show, you probably already know, but it bears repeating that we are on the socials on Facebook, all spelled out, let's be treasonable. And on the Twitter, we are at L-E-T-S-B-T-R-E-A-S-O-N-A-B-L. We take off the E's and pass the savings on to you, the listener. <laughs> Speaking of you, the listener, I want to thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, tell everyone you know, rate and review us on the platforms where you're listening, even the platforms where you're not. If you got the time, that'd be fun. If you didn't like what you heard, well, not sure why you stuck it out, but thanks for being here with us. Make you a deal. You don't tell anyone. We don't tell anyone. Everybody's happy. Sound good to you? Sounds great to me. We will be back next week. Hopefully you will too. Until then, goodbye! Goodbye!